Breakfast Business with Enterprise Ireland on Newstalk. 2022 was a perfect storm for farmers and food producers. Not only did energy prices soar, but also fertiliser costs trebled because Russia was one of the biggest suppliers in Europe. Add in problems getting staff and anyone will tell you that the sector was braced for a tough 2023. So how have things started? Pat O'Toole is political editor with the Irish Farmers Journal and joins me now. Good morning, Pat. Morning, Joe. Can we start with fertiliser costs, Pat? They were absolutely soaring uh, when we spoke last uh, in the summer. Um, What are they doing now? Uh, So... The expectation is that prices will improve. Um, when you say improve, you mean the large, fertilizer prices will go down, yeah? Yeah, um, largely because of, uh, of of the price of gas and, and other fossil fuels, principally gas. But having said that, there's a lot of very expensive fertilizer on stock in merchants' yards and also in farmyards because two two factors. Farmers had quite a good year last year and had some cash in hand, but also there was a lot of fear around potential disruption of supply uh, this spring. So farmers bought any available stocks to ensure that they had some fertilizer in the yard to start the year. Uh, That was very expensive. It was at the top of the market. While prices will come back, we're not sure how much or how quickly. So we're looking at a high cost year again this year. So I was saying that farmers had and food producers had a nightmare 2022, but their sales were quite good. Their sales were exceptional. It, 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 was, um, it was a tricky year and farmers had to be careful and conscious. But uh, you could split it in two, really. Uh, the dairy and tillage sectors had record years, unbelievable prices. Um, uh, milk price uh, practically doubled uh, by the end of the year. Uh, like 30 cent was kind of the base and a milk price soared uh, over 50 cent. And then you had... Uh, that the base price and and then for tillage farmers uh, who were getting 150 euros a ton uh, they saw the price of premium crops go over 400 euros a ton last year and feed barley went up to about 320 so they they were record years the the sectors that really suffered though were uh, ironically the ones that are dependent on uh, the shortest uh, food chain supply, uh, the pig sector, the poultry sector, and especially fruit and vegetables, they had really tough years because their elevated costs were not met by market price increases to anything like that level. Um, And then uh, sheep and cattle, uh, I suppose the year was quite good for both. But uh, as we start 2023, and you've got to remember that uh, 80% of Irish farmers are sheep and cattle farmers, the, uh, the cattle markets are good, sheep markets are very dull. And sheep farmers are are very concerned about margins, practically no margin being forecast for them at current costs. Well, um, uh, those people that are diversified, of course, and do dairy as well as sheep and cattle, I suppose, they will be covered by the soaring dairy prices. Um, In terms of what's coming down the tracks, the revamped common agricultural policy is coming into force this year. Tell us what is going to change for farmers and food producers. So um, a lot of changes. Uh, the, the system of payments has changed. Um, uh, p- farmers on previously high historical payments are having significant cuts to those payments. And those farmers on much lower payments are having them elevated through a system of convergence where the payments are being uh, brought towards a flat level of payment. Uh, we have a new agri-environmental scheme called ACRES. Uh, 
there's 30,000 places available in that from the 1st of January, but there were actually 46,000 applicants. So the government and department are currently wrestling with how to get as many farmers as possible into that scheme. The Taoiseach attended the IFA AGM uh, on Tuesday, and he stated there that it, it would be inconceivable that you had have more farmers looking to get into an agri-environmental scheme than places. So um, that's only the first tranche. There's another 20,000 places meant to come on stream this year. So we'll see how that plays out. Uh, there are also new nitrates rules and they affect stocking rates. And that has caused huge pressure on land prices for rent uh, or for, for lease or for sale. Because yeah, tell, um, tell us why that matters in, in, in for farmers and food producers. Basically, uh, it, to carry the same amount of dairy cows as a farmer would have had last year if they're stocked up to the maximum levels because of the new uh, rules and the amount of banding, which uh, equates the amount of nitrogen that a cow is excreting. uh, And under climate change rules and under environmental rules, you need more land for that cow. So there's there's only, I suppose, the same amount of land and and less land every year. uh, As as you talk about diversification, we're seeing specialisation in farming. Most farmers uh, are, are involved primarily in one or other enterprise. Uh, so uh, the, the, those sectors that are under pressure either for space or for income um, have to have to find extra income or find extra space within their own enterprise. Uh, but we're, there's promises of uh, solar coming along um, and, and we're seeing some solar farms now. There's promises uh, around anaerobic digestion. There's a plan to have 100 anaerobic digesters a reasonable scale in place by the end of the decade. Um, so th- these and all this, uh, this require ter- feedstock. Anaerobic uh, digestion, yeah. for those who aren't familiar, it basically turn um, waste food or waste products uh, into some sort of energy if possible. Correct, into gas energy, um, but also requiring a huge amount of grass. So it's another land demand because the feedstock would uh, have to be at least in part uh, grass. So we're looking at a cow cessation scheme, I suppose we've had massive dairy expansion since the end of uh, milk quotas in 2015. And uh, we've seen the, the dairy herd, which had been capped for since very early into our life in the EU. Um, and that latent potential in the dairy sector, which is the highest income sector, right. has been unleashed over the last seven years. But now we're going to have, this is a, going to be a reference year for a cow reduction scheme. Dairy expansion, uh, as we know it, is over. And farmers who uh, have missed the boat, I suppose, in terms of getting into this uh, high income sector um, are going to have to find new solutions in the future. All right. By the way, when you had Leo Vradker, the resumed Taoiseach uh, as a guest and the, at the IFA, did he eat any beef by any chance? Because I think the previous times he got into trouble by saying we should cut back on our beef consumption. You're very right. And he was quizzed on that before the uh, in the press conference, which was mainly about Pascal Dunahoo and Sipo, but uh, one farm question that slipped in was around uh, meat consumption and whether he had reviewed his uh, meat intake. And he said that he probably eats too much meat, that he eats meat twice a day, many days. Um, and he did indeed took into a very fine and very large steak for his supper. Yeah, good for him, good for him. Pat, thank you so much. That's Pat O'Toole, the political editor with the Irish Farmers Journal. Breakfast Business with Enterprise Ireland on News Talk.